I'm Nate. And I'm Keisha. And we're the Coopers. We started this podcast, y'all, to help all married couples settle the differences. Now, when we say settling the differences, what we mean is finding out really who's right, which is usually me, or who's wrong. Agreeing to disagree, and I totally disagree with that. Or sometimes just realizing that you're different, and I guess there's got to be okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, let's settle the differences. Let's go. Welcome back. Today we got an episode of Settling the Differences. And uh, this one is a little bit uh, different than the ones we've been doing before, but definitely, definitely important. And uh, just to jump right into it, it's uh, the importance of understanding your partner slash spouse feelings during the grieving process. Like basically losing, you know, losses, you know, definitely going to happen. But we talking about losing like a parent, mm-hmm. you know, in our situation, definitely a parent, but it can be a grandparent, a, grandparent, a, a, a child, child. Yeah. like, you know, something that is definitely not as easy to just, you know, move on. So, uh, just to kind of set the stage, uh, you know, my wife, uh, mom, you know, passed about four years ago, uh, to cancer, you know, fuck cancer. Uh, but you know, we definitely was with her, you know, the whole way. And the whole thing was, I think, you know, we've been so close. Of course, that's her mom, but I also mm-hmm. was close as well, mm-hmm. just with, you know, the time Keisha and I spent together. And of course, mom was. Well, since she was a kid, yeah. I've been around her. So, yeah. Mom was a, a great uh, influencer on, you know, the, the duration of our relationship. Yeah. So, you know, I think this was the first time that either one of us lost someone so close. Mm-hmm. And, it was. Uh, I mean, before Keisha and I had, you know, you know Keisha had a, a miscarriage. and. Well, yeah, I think that was the... I was going to bring that up because I think, you know, dealing with my mom passing, it was kind of a difference in the grieving. And I was going to talk about how, you know, in the respect I had to think about you, even though, like, I was sick and, and I did have the baby, y'all. Like, he, it was a boy and he passed. So I think that was our real first experience on someone I felt like was close to me because I was carrying him. Um, but just a, a, someone that we love because, you know, you love a baby before they get here mm-hmm. passing, you know, especially when you're expecting to have that baby and for that baby to live and grow, right. you know, and you take care of it, right. him, her. So I think that was our first, you know, thing with that situation. I think I was more concerned about Nate because he was, I was sick during that pregnancy. So he was really, you know, focusing on me and trying to take care of me and stuff like that. And I think that his feelings was kind of pushed to the back. And so, um, I really, y'all being young, I really didn't know how to handle that. Cause like I said, that was really my first experience. And then I'm doing it with someone else. So, um, I, I called his best friend because I was just like, you know, you know, let me make sure he's okay because he wasn't in the talk about it mode, like mood. Like he was just more taking care of me and trying to make sure I was okay. So it was really like, because I was so young and it was something new, I, I reached out to somebody that I knew was really close to him that he probably would be expressing his feelings to, which now, you know, dealing with my mom's death, we are way better because we were way older, you know, and we... 
um, was really attentive to each other um, and kind of understood it a little more, even though it's a sad situation, kind of understood it a little more. Mm-hmm. But I did, you know, I, I reached out to someone else at that time just to try to understand and see what he felt because it, it was like it was all about me, of course. So, Well, I, I definitely, of course, with that situation, just any loss, I'm I'm not, you know, great with loss or death. You know, just to be more specific. But, um, you know, when that happened, I, I was like, man, you know, you know, with the loss of a child, I was thinking, you know, was it me? Mm-hmm. Then was it her? Yeah. So, you yeah. know, that ran its course to where I really couldn't properly grieve. Mm-hmm. But I just want to get credit to my uncle who just really, you know, sat me down, you know, and was like, you know, do you believe in God? I'm like, yeah, I do. He was like, well, you know, God doesn't make no mistakes. And, right. you know, you'll hurt yourself trying to understand what he did or why he did it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it kind of, believe it or not, that kind of put me at a little better ease. It wasn't like instant. I was just turned, you know, mm-hmm. back to normal, but that kind of helped me cope with it because I didn't, you know, want to challenge or, you know, keep raking my head on why mm-hmm. this, why that. So that, that definitely helped, um, you know, and then, you know, just the closure, you know, Keisha and I had a, I mean, a, a small ceremony. We did. We didn't invite anybody. It was just us two. And the pastor. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that helped because it did bring some closure to it. Uh, but to her point, that was really the, kind of the first. Yeah. But then to fast forward. But I would like to say I think that me and you both grew from that mm-hmm. because we were young, y'all. So I don't think either of us properly knew how to react or treat each other in that situation besides the normal, you know, are you okay? I love you and you know, right. stuff like that. Right. I think we have we by the time my mom passed, we were, you know, a little better at handling it, but it still was a doozy because it was some stuff that Nate had to learn that I just had to explain to him because it was he was really close to my mom, but it was my mom. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it was like I, I didn't want to make him feel like it was a difference in what he was feeling and what I was feeling, but it was. And it was the only thing that I can honestly say is, you know, I just kind of had to put in his head like his grandma, like he loved her to death. Like I was just like, you know, it's it's the equivalent of her, you know, passing. So we had we had some good discussions about. Um, yeah, and we definitely had some good discussions because I, I wasn't going at first. I mean, I think she put the trump card with, you know, the grandma as an equivalent. But I wasn't going because, I mean, I was with her shooting in the gym mm-hmm. as far as to taking care of mom. I mean, I won't, you know, share explicit, but if it was anything to be done, mm-hmm. you know, I was right there. More tag teaming with her and her grandma. Absolutely. So it was more the three musketeers and like everybody held the same weight. So right. I was like, oh, I'm taking care of her. And I'm like, oh, I'm, well, we can have conversations like, oh, I'm taking care of her to where... You know, I I didn't just play, you know, more of the the son-in-law role. I played yeah. like, hey, and this is my that. this is my mom. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Like from treatment, from you know, get, everything. getting like in touch with Doctor Savy's daughter yeah. to try to fight. You know what I'm saying? So like, just being there, I was hurt too because 
you know, I felt like, you know, I was going through the cancer with her and I lost, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, damn, not, not selfishly that I lost, but I lost you right. because and I'm like, damn, what else could I have done? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I just remember, you know, just conversation with her. They like, Nate, you just got to let her go. Even when she was still living mm-hmm. to where, you know, some of this stuff always replay in my head. And it's like, man, did I really let her go? Or, you know what I'm saying? Right. So to Keisha, I used to always say like, you know, I never said I feel what you feel, but you know, mm-hmm. I was also going through it, but I don't think I was carrying it as much as she was well, still. Yeah. I don't carry it as much as she I did. think I was more, I think I was more open hurt than you were, you know, right. I, I think, you know, as a man, you probably, you, you trying to check on me, but you got your feelings too. Mm-hmm. So yours was, I think I was more open with the hurt. Okay. Than you were because it was, it was times where I'd be like, you know, I know Nate is sad and he's really like being a champ. Like he's still moving and planning the services and taking care of the kids and taking care of me. And my granny was with us at the time. We, you know, we just doing a lot of stuff. My mom had two services, one in Atlanta, one in Milwaukee. So I'm just like, you know, I know he's hurt, but he's like on go. And I'm more like, I think from at times I got stuck in it. Right. You know, and it was just like my mom is really gone. Like who, who, who imagines that? Who, who be like, you know, I really didn't never see my myself on in this world without my mom. Right. So it was just like, but it was times where I would have to be like, just talking to Nate sometimes because I tell him how I feel about any and everything, and mm-hmm. just you know, just being like, it's harder to me because it was my actual mom. Mm-hmm. Like it's like like Nate can pick up the phone and call his mom. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just I mean it's in in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just you know a, a little bit of difference, not so much, but as, the fact of that actually being my mom and and me being her child, it was to me. Well, I definitely I I never look at it as a different, but I do look at the fact that. I mean, you did have probably 15 more years of her than I did, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I came from her womb. Right. So I do get that. But I think it's a different when, you know, her mom put an imprint on me and vice versa Mm -hmm. to where, you know, it was like, shoot, we was... Like you never can tell the difference. Like you know, because I you know I called yeah, her. Yeah, we mom. would be together, and people would think that she was we was her kids. Like they correct, was my brother. Correct. They like, <laughs> like oh, no, you know, this my... your son and daughter. And right. she never said this my son in law. Right. She said this my son. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I right. say, this my mom. So they just instantly thought Keisha and I was mm-hmm. brother and sister. But that was just how tight our relationship was. So right. when it when it goes to you know, the grieving and things like that. I always, always, you know, try my best to just remember the, the memories, yeah. the good memories that a person left me. So I do have my days and I have my days probably before the actual day, because mm-hmm. then I felt like the burden of having to be there for Keisha. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So if it's yeah. like her birthday on the 28th, shoot, I kind of go take rides before then just to get calibrated and make sure that right. I'm straight and strong for her. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, and I don't know who to give credit to, but somebody was telling me, and I I, honestly, I don't know if it was a doctor, a friend was telling me, and it it could have been my my friend, or my more like a brother, Quincy, because he gave Keisha a grieving book. He did. But somebody said, and I don't know who to give credit to, but, you know, don't tell her to get over it. Yes, I was going to bring that up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And that kind of 
I don't think I never would, but it, it has been some times to where I'm like, dang, okay, my baby still is, you know, struggling yeah. with it. But don't say get over it. And I don't right. think I ever would, but it kind of always just kept that. Like, don't even act like you're moving in the direction of you she needs to get hey, over it. I think that, and y'all can y'all can chime in and, and put messages on the Facebook side or even on the podcast. I think that is the most insensitive thing to say to, to someone that has lost somebody. Because you can't tell somebody to get over a loved one. All right. I think that is the most insensitive. And I have had people actually be have, have said that. And I also have had people be like, they in a better place. And I mean, yeah, we know that, but that don't take away the hurt from what we're going through right now. Right, right. And, you know, I always respect the person and thank you and hug. But it's kind of like, you know, and I, I have told myself, like, I'm not going to say certain stuff to people who, who, who lost a loved one. Like, Nate lost his big mama. And really, I just kind of look at Nate, like, when stuff like this happens, because I just want to see... I think I'm more the person I want to see how I should act. Like, if he's irate, then I know that I really have to comfort him. But if he's more calm and, you know, I can talk to him, you okay? You know, how do you want to do this? You want to, you know, attend the services or, you know, how you feeling? Like, stuff like that. I, but I, I don't, I would never tell a person to get over it. It's going to, you know, they're in a better place. That sounds slick, but the person that's actually going through it, I don't want to hear that. Right, and well, that's just my opinion. I, I definitely, I mean, just just speaking of of my grandmother on my mama's side, my big mama, mm-hmm. um, it it really it, it becomes more of a shocker. It become more of a like, you know, I have had conversations with Randall, like, man, are, are we really getting older? It be kind of the times of, you know, back in the day, the only real like funeral I remember was uh, a funeral for my grandfather, my. He wasn't my grandfather, but mm-hmm. he was with my grandma, but he was just that close. Mm-hmm. That's And I just remember my grandma's reaction, and but I was so small to mm-hmm. still really not understand what's going on. And now, you know, at 40, I'm thinking like, damn, that's really what was happening? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, are we really getting older to where, you know, death is going to happen to, you know, anybody and, and, and can, can die. Us, but yeah. the way it can affect us, we mm-hmm. really understand that that really is the end. Right. And I think for me, I feel like uh, Keisha Mama, you know, set me up, but in a good way to where, like, on her dying bed, like, she really charging me, charging me with make sure that I take care of her girls, meaning, which is my daughter's. And, and and her uh, daughter. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, something that I have to do anyway if you dead or alive, but mm-hmm. she's charging me with that. And so it kind of always, in a in a strange way, give me some strength. Like, you know, I'm doing this for her, but I'm doing this for me, so I'm doing this for us. Right. So it becomes like an instant, like, strength. You know what I'm saying? Because not only was Keisha close, but... All my kids was close, but she had a, a real imprint on my oldest child. Right. You know what I'm saying? Very close, yes. To where my oldest child seemed more like me to where she still haven't, like, you know, broke down. Or, you get what I'm saying? To where it's like I still got to check in. I still got to check in with it and see how that goes. But I definitely want to make sure that I'm not discounting their feelings. That I'm allowing them to, you know, get off whatever they need to get off. Because that's, I think that's important. Like, I think that's important. So, I'm going to hit another point, but I think it's a good time to take a break. 
And after this ad, we'll get to it. All right, welcome back. Uh, but just kind of to continue what we were talking about with just, you know, being there for someone who basically had a loss of a, of extremely close loved one. Kind you know, of the correct way of being there, I think. The, the correct way, the importance. Yeah, the importance, right. So kind of like I was saying, like with my kids, it's like, you know, we do traditional things like on their birthday, you know, I came up with, let's get some balloons, but now just kind of write something on the balloons and send them up to heaven. So different things are different ways of coping with it. But they really do, of course, miss her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might be a video or something mm-hmm. we see, a picture, and it's a constant reminder. But that also works the same way with my wife to where I'm always worrying, like, damn, am I doing enough? Am I not pushing her? Am I not? Am I too pushy? Am I this? Am I that? So you kind of go through your own checklist of things mm-hmm. to where I'm like, okay, my wife is really not a big crybaby, but I still know she's sad. So I'm like, Damn, do she really need to cry? Or, you know, say, so you go through so many different emotions and things. And it's just even before you go into the room with her. You get what I'm saying? So, but I would say this to anybody you do got to know, you know, your spouse or your partner. So I know when Keisha really, and I've learned, I didn't know all the way. And it's, it's through talk. I know sometimes she just, she just needs to complain or she just needs to talk about it. Like, damn, my mom was too young or she needs to go through that rent and of course let it out. And sometimes like I have never been like, you know, to get over or nothing like that. But sometimes I got to know, I got to be like, yeah, well, let's do, let's do this for moms or, mm-hmm. you know, she will, she will want us to have this or do this. Yeah. So I kind of use it as encouragement, but never the you know, you need to move on or, you know what I'm saying? It's been four even, years. Even being like, like, being like, you're not, they not, you're not past that yet. Like, that's the most insensitive thing to me to say. Um, let's go to the Facebook question, Nate. And y'all didn't really respond on this one. Now, y'all be responding on the, on the, um, the other stuff we be posting. So, this is a, this is a serious topic because we all, we all can relate to this. And I think we all need to, you know, know the rights and the wrongs. Um, we had someone respond and she actually gave a really good response. Um, so she said, my question was, today's podcast would be about the importance of understanding your partner slash spouse feelings during the grieving process, losing a parent, family member, and or friend. A question we would like to pose is, would you be the one telling them it would be okay? Reminding them that the pain will pass, saying that the person is in a better place, or would you leave them to grieve only stepping in when necessary? And so this young lady said, I think it's being whatever it is that they need. Sometimes you just need to cry. Sometimes you want someone to share memories with. All of it's okay. I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. Because I think that you do that with me too. Mm -hmm. Like you know when to, because I really, I honestly don't come and tell you every time I'm sad. Right. That would be an everyday thing because I think about my mom on an everyday basis mm-hmm. a, a couple times a day. So I really don't even tell you that, but you, I think you're very observant to me and my needs. And so the majority of the time, you know anyway. She also said, I think I'm the person who remind them that their life can't stop because of the passing. Their loved one won't want that. To, won't want that. 
I think that's what you do to me too. Like you encourage me. You don't necessarily word it like that, mm-hmm. but you do say stuff like mom would have wanted this to happen. Or, mom would have wanted you to, you know what I'm saying? Or wanted us to. Right. So I do, I do think that you do that. She also says, so allow yourself to feel and heal and prepare to adjusting to this new normal. All with love and kindness. Kindness. I love that ending because you do have to adjust. Because it has honestly been an adjustment. And my mom has been gone, what, four years now, Nate? Correct. And it's still, you know, fresh to me. It's like a fresh wound. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't care if it's been 10 years. I think I would still feel this way. Right. Well, I, I definitely agree with everything on, on that uh, response. And I also just want to say, like, I think that it's so important, you know, number one, to be there. But number one, it's important to be human, too. You know what I'm saying? It's important yeah. to to have these feelings. It's important to, like, you're not perfect. And right. I don't mean that in, in a disrespectful right. way. So, you know, emotions can go up and down for anybody. Right. Or if it's, it's a, if her mom had a certain smell uh, what is that Japanese? What is the, it? The Japanese blossom. The Japanese blossom from Bath and Body, Bath Works, and Body yeah. Work to where I like the smell for the home, like for candles, but Keisha couldn't do it. Yeah. Until she just broke down, and I think probably last month, and and let my daughter get a, a lotion. Yeah. Or or a small yeah, she one. Because she remember her. But she remembered. So right. I think that was my wife not being selfish. Yeah. Understanding that it was bigger than her, and I right. I respect that. But I never said that. But you need to get over that scent, and and you know what I'm saying. I let you work your, or let the time work itself right. out for it. Right. And I think that's the difference to where, where you are more supportive versus like trying to control the situation. Right. Because I can't control your emotions, period. But right. I definitely can't control in this arena of you grieving your mom. Right. Right. And I, I think too, like um, y'all for I'm gonna give y'all this real life. We talk about real things. We be honest with y'all but one of our houses in georgia my mom actually passed in because she was so sick and they wanted me to put her in hospice and me and they looked at each other we was like nah we we not putting her in hospice she, she, if she dies she gonna die around her family around her grandkids us her loved ones my granny and that's so that's what we did and she ended up passing in our house um in, in one of my daughter's bedroom and y'all I tried, but I couldn't stay there. I kept thinking I was seeing her. I kept smelling her. We sold that house. And I know for a fact that my husband did not necessarily want to do that. But I knew that he was doing it because he knew I needed that. Oh, I absolutely love the house. I, I, mean... I look at the house. Now we sold it. I'd be like, why did I do it? But I, y'all, I really, I couldn't do it. I think I needed these years because we're even, you know, we're in Texas now and we moved to Atlanta for mom. One of the reasons was because my mom was there. So I was even feeling like I needed to get out of Atlanta. We're in Texas now. But, you know, I'm even missing Atlanta because I'm realizing it. I think I was just in, in, in my emotions. It wasn't just about my mom being in Atlanta. I actually love Atlanta. And I'm realizing that outside of, you know, my mom. So it was just, I think I made a lot of moves at that time. Off of pain, hurt, you know, emotions. So, but I think in saying all that, I'm saying that my husband allowed me to do. It wasn't anything damaging to us, mm-hmm. you guys, because that would be just too much. But I think he allowed me to go through that process. I mean, like how, like how fake would I be, or how hard would that be to me? Be like, 
no, this is stupid. We shouldn't sell this house. The market is, is going so much better. We need to hold. No, that like the fact that you saying I don't you don't feel comfortable in your own house is is a problem that we can fix. They, they, they make another house. And, right. and if that was such a, uh, I ain't gonna say it was a dream home, but we all love that home. You know what I'm saying? I, so when, we, when me and Nate saw that home and we looked at 20,000 other homes, I told Nate, like, this is our house. And that was the house we ended up getting. So I, I, I really was like, okay, that's fine. And even, you know, Keisha was like, like everything in about Atlanta just reminded her of her mom. Yeah. So... I think it was okay to go press a reset button. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, if we yeah. was in the Army, we'll move every... I don't know how often they move, but, you know, they move around and, and they're still successful. People in their career, if you're a job, you know, if you're moving on the upper level, they say, hey, you need to go down here to this new location yeah. and fix it. You're going to move. So, I think you make an excuse or you make change for what you want to make change for. Right, but I, that was for me to say, you know, baby, I got you. Like, we, we, we're going to make it anywhere. You know what yeah. I'm saying? God willing. Wherever we go, we're covered. We're going to be fine. Right. So that was okay. I think the thing about it is just being supportive is knowing that, you know, how I treat my wife when my day come or, you know what I'm saying, when when it, when it happens for me, she's going to understand and know, you know, either what I, what she was missing, hopefully it was it's not much, or, okay, what really worked well and do the same for me. But I just really... Like, I just always try to remind her of memories, mm-hmm. try to remind her of, of things that, man, remember when mama did this or when mama did that? You know what I'm saying? Just to put a little smile, but put a memory on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you did it the right way, you will leave some memories with that person. And I think that's the different thing about making sure that you understand, you know, the relationship, you know, what how it, how it gel, how different things went. But... Even understanding your feelings, like a lot of times I put my feelings aside, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, for my wife and for my kids. And it's not more of a manly thing, but it's more of a like, I got to just practice what I preach. I got to just keep, you know, digging into the memories. And I don't feel like, you know, I just, I'm just got holding so much in. I just need to go somewhere and punch a wall or cry because I did that. And when I released her, I released her. And I think... It was tougher for me before she died than after she died because, right. like, she was, you know, every morning I'm I'm paying inspirational stuff. We we listen to different songs, different prayers, different things like that. Yeah. And and it kind of was a like, damn, what what didn't I do? Did I shit? I, I missed this one. Did I miss that one? Right. But to understand, like, Nate, this had nothing to do with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the more hurt to where if like you're a doctor and you can't save them. You know right. what I'm saying? That that's right. kinda how I felt because I felt like she she was looking for me for that motivation. She was looking for me for that inspiration to say we got this, we can do it. Right. And we hit a pivotal moment to where she forced my hand to call a doctor and and with anybody uh, and this is not off subject, but I'm just gonna say this. With anybody who's going through cancer or support somebody going through cancer, a tough time, keep their spirits as high as you can. Yeah. Like, protect their environment and yeah. things like that. So when we had the call with the doctor, um, the um, what was it, chemo doctor? Or what yeah, was it was she? her chemo her, doctor. Her chemo doctor. And moms really just wanted to know how much, you know, how much longer before she'd be off. 
and off the chemo, off yeah. the chemo and, and the lady was so insensitive to yes. her communication. Number one, yeah, we called her. She could have been like, well, come in the office, we could talk right. about it or whatever. But she just was real snappy. And I don't think that her color has anything to do with it, but she was a, a younger black doctor and she was pregnant at the time. I don't know her emotions, not making no excuse for her because she was full of shit, but she was very insensitive. Say, well, tell your mom she can she can take a break or get off whenever she want, but she's going to be on chemo for the rest of her life. So what, how long that is, however, how long, how long that, is. that is. And I'm looking like, excuse me, no, no. And, and, and I'm so like messed up because it's like, I just seen the knife just go in my mom and it's like her spirit just be like, she's like, what am I doing it for then, Nate? Right. Like, why? 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 Like, and what she, am I fighting for? What am I fighting for? And I'm looking at her and with everything give me, I'm like, man, you fight for your kids. You fight for the... And she just like, no, no. Like, it's nothing you can tell me. Right. That's that, that possibly going to make that fight worth it. And I, I, I struggle every day. Like, man, should I have not made that call? But it's like she was like... If you don't call her, I'm a caller. But I'm like, what could I have done different? You get what I'm saying? Just to keep our spirits up. And and we found somebody in the business that we was doing that was fighting cancer. So she was able to talk to someone who's fighting like she's fighting. Yeah. It's different when you're not fighting or if like somebody's single trying to tell me something about married life. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I kind of hear you, but I really kind of don't. Right. You get what I'm saying? So us telling her about cancer and things like that we just talking in theory we're not right. talking about we we not, we don't have cancer thank god right. Right. so we was able to find her somebody you know who actually was fighting cancer who who beat it then the cancer got back with her again then she punching beat it again, it again. Yep. so we was able to show somebody that hey she actually beat it and it wasn't a little small you know stage that she beat that helped her but i i just feel like it probably was a little too late, but you know, I, I, I can't control what God, you know, what was going to happen anyway. But sometimes you look back at it and I said all that to say, if you supporting either that loved one, if you the daughter, the son, whatever you are, just protect the environment and keep their spirits up Yeah, I as much as you can, because they're going to run through the course. However, it's going to run through. It's already predetermined, but Keep their spirits as high as you can. Keep your spirits as high as you can. If you need yeah. to take a walk, take a walk. But I just remember the good times, even in the midst of that moment, you know, going out of town. Sometimes they say they too weak, but I thank God we went to New Orleans. Granny, you know, you know, begged us all just to go on a on, on a family um, <laughs> reunion. And, you know, usually we like, it might be too much, whatever. But we took that trip and... That's one of the pictures I always see my wife with, you know, because it was generations in that picture. So I think it's it's hard, too, for the supporting spouse, but the, it's selfish for the supporting spouse to put their feelings up. Like, my feelings is always going to be... And my wife's not going to do it. She's not going to put it to the side, but I always put it to the side to try to make sure I'm there for her as best as I can. Yeah. And and that's why I think it's important to allow a person to go through that cycle, and it may be for life. And and, and I'm comfortable. I mean, mm-hmm. y'all can't see us in the studio, but I'm looking at my wife saying I'm comfortable if this is something that she deal with for the rest of her life, because I seen her fight. You know what I'm saying? Meaning her mom and and my wife. I seen my wife when the doctor said 
you need to put your mama in hospice because it's just a matter of time. And my wife didn't think about it. She didn't consult. She just said, absolutely not. And they like, oh, well, you it's a home hospice, but, you know, well, she coming home. And that same day, we started making calls, getting beds and things mm-hmm. like that. So I seen a person just put on the gloves with no training. My wife haven't went through this before with no mm-hmm. training. Like, I got your back. But that's the just think about it. I can be on my deathbed, hopefully, got a long, long time ago. But she showed me that she'll fight for her loved ones. So why wouldn't I fight for her? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think is important, man. Yeah. So. I kind of was long-winded, but yeah, I just I just really always want my wife or anybody, you know, dealing with it to understand that you do have a support system. Um, you know, I, I said my boy Q, he, he left some books and, and he, he said it because his mom, he lost his mom of cancer. And he said he's going to pass these books on because somebody passes me. And he and said, he don't force Keisha to read it. She's She'll get to it when she get to it. But whenever she get to it, you know, it the timing to be right. Mm-hmm. So it's a community out there. You know what I'm saying? It so- is. I want, I want to give a shout out and we usually don't say yet names y'all, but I do want to shout out Quincy for that because he helped me, um, in so many ways with, and he gave me three books y'all. So, I mean, he helped me with that. And then Lamont, um, which is like a brother to Nate, like he has always been open, you know, to conversating with me about that. His mom passed as well. So he he understood, you know, some of the things I was going through. So, you know, have those people in your circles. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's it's all about the community that you keep around you, the people that you keep around you, the love that you keep around you. Um, and closing, I do want to say, y'all, be sensitive to those who lost. But before you close, I'm, I'm gonna do. I keep you do me. Before. Okay. When I be closed, she open it back up. <laughs> <laughs> he ate that too. Hey, girl. before you close, though, I think like. You're speaking of uh of, of G Man, Gary, Lamont, um, uh, I think as a spouse, it's good to understand when to step back. Mm-hmm. Because like we'll be playing phase 10. We, it, it's never like a plan session, like, right. oh, when I see Gary, we're gonna bring right. up a conversation. Absolutely. We'll be in the middle of a hand or whatever, and me I'm really no longer part of the conversation because I don't directly relate because he lost his mom of cancer. Keisha lost her mom of cancer. So when they sharing them moments, I'm just over there stepping back. Like he does. mm -hmm. He absolutely does. I'm not chiming in. I'm not saying anything because again, I I don't relate. Like like I I relate from afar, but I don't relate closely to that. But to Keisha point, I think you gotta have them conversation. Don't block it. So I thank God she'd be like she not blocking and saying, I don't want to talk about it because I think it's good for both of them. Absolutely. To where they can say, oh, you felt that? Oh, I felt this too. Mm-hmm. Or I seen this different and they both have siblings. So mm-hmm. they have so much similarity in that situation. And I think that's important because that's part of the grieving. Right. Like knowing that she's normal. Like, oh, you felt like that? Yeah, I feel like, oh, this is what I did. So it's like talking to somebody who speak her language. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so vital just for me to be there to support her. Like, hey, go ahead and talk, y'all. I I don't say nothing. So I don't know what to say. So I just sit there, sit back and and let it unfold how it's supposed to unfold. So I think that's crucial. Just having Mm -hmm. that support system. Yeah, I agree. And just... But to answer the question, I never, ever would tell you to, to move on or right. you need to be stronger or, you know, I've heard people say stuff like that to people at funerals and things like that. 
But hell, if you if you that damn tough, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> to see your loved one and know that it's forever, mm-hmm. ever. Like you you never gonna see them again. Mm-hmm. And you know that's that's pretty that's tough. A, yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to say, y'all. Uh, I feel like this was a great topic. And I just want to encourage people, you know, if, if you have loved ones that have lost someone or even if you lost losing or lost someone, you know, pay attention to your feelings. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself. Pay attention to your feelings. Take care of your feelings and keep those people around you that love you and care and say the right things. Another thing I want to say is if you're dealing with someone who lost someone, choose your words right, wisely, mm-hmm. <laughs> please. Um, because, you know, those those type of comments that we spoke on earlier Hmm. They they never did anything for me. In fact, they it, it angered me. So you know, pay attention to what you're saying. Be that good person. Oh, absolutely. Well, she kind of stole my part of the supporter <laughs> spouse, but I echo everything she said and and just definitely kind of know your partner because mm-hmm. sometimes they not they ain't gonna say I need a hug and they just need a hug. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they gonna just need you to just spark up a story. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like so, just be in tune. With their emotions and their feelings so you know how you respond. Because the last thing I want to do is to be the one who piss her off about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Because that's going to hurt more because she can attack me. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely think that it's always a sensitive thing. But you in this together. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I never let her know that you going through this alone. Even when she say you don't understand. Yes, I do understand. I tell her, shit, I was there with you shooting in the gym. Mm-hmm. Or oh, I understand. That was my mama too. What doctor appointment I missed. You get what I'm saying? And I'm and I'm I'm saying that to just to bring her back to reality that I'm not gonna let you be there alone. That's all I'm doing. Like I'm not gonna let you be there alone. Even if you say I need to be alone, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and come back, but I'm not leaving you. So that's it, man. So y'all hit us up. I know y'all, you know, went through some things like this or, or know someone. Uh, definitely go back. Uh, if you're listening to this, but you're not a part of our group, our community, go to Settling the Differences on Facebook. It's a private group, but you can search us publicly. But it's a private group where you can you can actually post some things if you want. You can comment. Um, it's just a community to where we helping each other pretty much settle the differences. Uh, a lot of things Keisha and I sometimes don't agree on. We settle it. Some things mm-hmm. we agree on, but the the rest of the world don't agree with us. But it's just a good forum for us as grown folks just to talk about some things and be grown and get some solutions. So Yes, sir. Without further ado, we signing out. So we're going to holler at y'all. We appreciate y'all. And uh, we uh, just ask that God give healing to all those who have been affected by mm-hmm. a loved one. And we he ask that one, yeah. um, he see that, you know, whatever healing you need, if it's time, if it's move on, we ask that he'd be the one who uh, whispered the words to you. So that's it. Let's settle the differences. All right.